Hello, this is Charlie Fishmonger of Charlie's Fishmongers and Dump Truckeries. <laughs> How can I be of service? Man, I guess it's a good thing Charlie started that business. This was his win. This was his like opportunity. like a niche, but... Welcome to a new episode of What a Disaster podcast. I am your host, Gregory Allen, and today I am accompanied by Richard Sawasinski. All right, obviously that's not actually Gregory Allen. That is my son, Harvey. He watched the, the Godzilla movie with me last night, and he's going to join us to record a little bit. He might, he might go downstairs and play some Roblox uh, midway through the episode or something. It's up to him. But he's uh, part of the show today. Yeah. Welcome, Harvey. Welcome to the show. How you feeling? Nervous. Nervous? Oh, for what? Man. I don't know. Why. You're just hanging out with Dad and some of, some of our friends. You know Liz and you okay. know Richard. Yeah. Never mind. Nothing to be nervous about. I take that back. Good. I'm Great. very spooky, actually. Liz is very spooky. Spooky Liz is here today. What is this that you're doing with your hand? Five. Actually, maybe it's a six. Six out of ten spooky. Six or a seven. Wow. Okay. So I'll six and it. a half spooky. All right. Well, uh, with that, we're going to get a little bit of the housekeeping out of the way. Uh, if you're listening to this and you want to chat with us, you can feel free to follow us on PodWad on Twitter or Wad Podcast on the Instagram. Obviously, we're on Facebook as well. You can hunt us down there. We got our website, the What a Disaster Pod. Or Wad Podcast works now too. Wadpodcast.com is working now. Yeah, so Wad Podcast across the board is up for the. Clearly, you can find us on your podcast tools right yeah like we're everywhere yeah we're on those things yeah uh and of course you can call and leave us a voicemail we'll you know probably play it during our intro or we'll maybe listen to it and not delete it right away or you might even get to talk to one of us if we answer the phone uh the phone number is 209-781-9113 this is the 42 episode of the what it is i think you meant to put 42nd but i'm gonna just read what i was 42 episode of the what a disaster podcast episode five of our third season and i'm pretty excited about today because you are in for a real treat uh, we're doing another classic roland emmerich masterpiece the critically dismissed matthew broderick vehicle straight out of 1998 the u.s version of godzilla Yeah, so Godzilla was directed and co-written by Roland Emmerich, whose movies we've uh, talked about on this uh, podcast already. What, what 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 did we do? Challenge question for Liz. Can you name two of the other movies Roland Emmerich directed that we spoke about previously in one of the previous 41 episodes of our podcast? Independence Day, right? That's one of them. That's, that's, is that yeah. Roland Emmerich? Yeah. I thought that was uh, that other guy. That blows stuff up. Michael Bay? Yeah. No. <laughs> I just assumed it was Michael Bay. He's, a, he's a Armageddon. Oh, that's right. What's the other movie, Liz? Another one. Okay, hold on. This is a tough one. No, Second it's not. This is the best one. It's the best movie that we've done. Um, 
crap. I might fail my qu- my quiz. It was. Right, you want ahead. us to answer? Five more seconds. All right. The day after tomorrow. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A six-year-old knew the answer. I have a challenge question for Harvey. Ooh, good one. Yesterday, while we were watching the movie, they blew up a really famous building. Do you remember what it was called? We talked about it. Madison Square Garden. Boom. Boom. Got Told right. you, kid knows everything. Oh, <laughs> incredible. All right. Challenge <laughs> question number two. Godzilla was co-written by Dean Devlin who's also a co-writer on Independence Day and the primary writer of Geostorm. Other than Matthew Broderick, it is co-starring Felipe Roche, who we, whom we all know as Leon from The Professional, or just Leon, which was the original title, I think. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was uh, the original title, yeah. Uh, and we're going to start with Richard, since he hasn't answered a question yet. Let's have you give your description. In this movie, France was conducting nuclear blast testing, which apparently caused large-scale mutations to take place in some of the surrounding local animal life. One of these mutations resulted in the creation of a 180-foot-tall giant asexual lizard monster that the locals call Godzilla. The United States Army conscripts Matthew Broderick, who plays Dr. Worm, a very successful worm scientist that studies the effects of nuclear fallout on the local earthworm population at the Chernobyl site. Dr. Worm mansplains his way through a movie until actually eventually meets up with his ex-love interest. Now your time Aubrey. is up. Together they are the no, only hope for humanity. Up. Your time's up. You stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Is it going to be you, me, or Liz next? What do you think, Harvey? Who should go next? For describing the movie. Liz. Liz. Three, two, one, go. A Chernobyl worm scientist, which is my dream job, by the way, is kidnapped and made to deal with an evolving dinosaur problem that has taken over New York City. Um, At first, it's just one dinosaur, but then it's many. And there's a lot of really, there's a lot of really annoying stuff that ensues along the way. Yeah. I can go with that. All right, time. All right, now, you or me next, Harvey. Do you want to go or should I go? Dad. All right, three, two, one. <laughs> so this movie is about a mutated, like, iguana that they wanted to call Godzilla, but really isn't Godzilla. I don't know why they did that to us as an American audience. I hated that thing. It looked terrible. And <laughs> it got to New York and somehow hid from everybody in the most densely populated city in the United States, in buildings, somehow avoided people, and underground, somehow managed to avoid people in the subway system. So, I don't know, get it, but they blew them up and blew up all those little babies, and it was pretty much terrible the whole way. Yeah. All right, are you ready to go, Harvey? Get ready, get into the microphone, and I'll time you. I'll tell you when your time's up. Ready? I forgot what the question was. How, what's the movie about? What do you remember about the movie? Ready? Set? Go. At the end of the movie, there was a bunch of eggs, and the building was still on fire. And at the beginning, there was a giant uh, lizard that was bigger than buildings, I think, mm-hmm. and crushed them, and of and were chased, and some people were being chased All by right. it. All right, that was good. You did it. That was awesome. On the spot and everything. It was a good plot breakdown. Pretty much exactly right. So I think we all did a pretty good job there. I think we all get 10,000 points, except Harvey gets 10,001. Killing us. Nice job. You're winning. Point. 
What did I? What did IMDb describe this movie as? IMDb describes this movie as a giant reptilian monster surfaces, leaving destruction in its wake as it strides into New York City. To stop it, an earthworm scientist, his reporter ex-girlfriend, and other unlikely heroes team up to save their city. She's not a reporter. She's not a reporter. All right. Um, so uh, I wrote that the intro is horrible, but probably the best part of the movie. Yeah, I said the same thing. And it's I not. Said, I wrote the same thing. Yeah. And it's not as terrible as the Ang Lee Hulk intro, which yeah. felt similar. But... It did feel like the Ang Lee, like, but the, the intro was, had some like fun stuff in it. It was my favorite part of the whole movie. Yeah. I was like, but yeah, it was terrible still. Harvey didn't see the beginning of the movie. He caught it about the last two thirds, I would say. That's when they imply all the nuclear testing was done in France, which all the, the footage they French had. French Polynesian islands, my man. Oh, I thought it was France. Whatever. The French did it. It was the, the French were involved. Yeah, it was all that was all American footage. That was all that was all our footage that we were using and blaming on. Yeah. yeah, man, the boats. Yeah, at the beginning of this movie, that poor fishing ship. First, like, do they really process fish just out in those boats? That's crazy. I don't know what they do. Like, maybe yeah. It seemed wild not? that they were doing that, especially in the middle of that giant storm. It's fresh, right? Take a it's break, guys. Super, yeah, I mean. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what? Although maybe that's their job on the ship is to process fish, and that's all they do. I so I I, I have this thing, Greg. I was doing um, uh, disaster movie bingo. I've uh-huh. done enough of these now to have a bingo going. So here's some of the things I have on a bingo card. Let me know how you feel about these. Helicopter. Helicopter should be there for sure. Boat wreck. Yeah. Nukes of any kind. Just nukes. There, yeah, yeah, just nukes. The um, mention of nukes or the actual use of nukes. Yes. Both. Let's just say nukes. Okay. How about wanna... mention of nuke as a solution and then use of nuke. At so, any point, in any way. So two different, two different spots? Yeah. I'm okay with yeah. that. All right. Science going too far. Science going too far, <laughs> of course. Um, the destruction of New York City. Uh-huh. Just New York City. We could add other cities in. The military swooping in and conscripting as scientists who's specific and specialized at a, at a, like an odd job. You know, like. Right. He has specialized knowledge in, in, in what just something that just happens to be useful, but otherwise you would think was just boring or yeah. mundane. Like, I don't know. Worms. Irradiated biology, Bi- yeah. blah, blah, blah. irradiated biology, but worms in particular, but special, <laughs> particular worms. Yeah. For some reason, military checkpoints and using the news for exposition. Okay. Those are good. Yeah. Those That's what good. I got so far for my uh, disaster movie bingo. We have to make some cards. Send them out. Now I have a note in here that says, I really don't like Matthew Broderick outside of Ferris Bueller's day off. Is no. anybody else with me on that? All the way. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't work for anything else. And didn't did he get into a car accident and kill people in Ireland? Was that Matthew Broderick? Did he? I think two people died because he was like drunk driving in Ireland no. or something. You heard it here first. That's how it happened. I'm not I looking think, it up. I mean, yeah, no. I mean, that's the truth. No, Hold yeah. on. I need to look it <laughs> up. We need to make sure before we put this out into the world. The official stance of One Disaster Podcast, Matthew Broderick killed two people. Oh Richard, you're right. Richard's opinion does not reflect the values of the One Disaster Podcast <laughs> and should not be taken as... So he did? He did. He two did. people died two in people. Ireland. Okay. Was he drunk driving or is it just... It says he was charged with reckless driving. Reckless driving. He might have just been driving fast in Ireland. I mean, that makes sense because it's a pretty place and you want to drive as fast as you can through it because it's too pretty to look at. Yeah, I know. You don't want to get stuck. Why, why would you want to stop and take in the scenery in a beautiful country? Yeah. Fairies might get you. <laughs> They're really scared of fairies over there. I can't believe you're saying that. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, no. Now that I think about it, that sounds terrible. But like, nope. No, Go mystical ahead. beings. Mystical like, beings. All Irish people are afraid of mystical beings now? Come on. Not what did you think I was mystical saying, Mystical beings Liz? in general, but fairies. No, what were you thinking I was saying, Liz? Huh. Very interesting. 
All right, all right, all right. So we got our helicopter early on in this one too. Scientist, who for some reason they were completely disrespecting throughout the process of of taking him on. And they never tell you what they're bringing you on for. They're like, we need your help. We need your help. Okay, kidnap me. No, that's not how it works, man. You just have a very punchable face. So Although we're going to be mean did, to you the whole time. He did yeah. work for the government, right? Yes. But he was not military. No, exactly. But was, they treated him as though they could just take him from somewhere. It was like nuclear regulation or something. Yeah. It was uh, pretty bananas. And, and he was just kind of cool with going, though. He was like, all right. Yeah, whatever. Okay. And this was the beginning of the rain. My work's not done here. Which is now. <laughs> Come on. This movie does nothing oh, but rain. The rain. Uh, I was real sick. I mean, it was only take. It was only over the course of like a day once they got to New York, right? Right, but it was raining so, in the in Ukraine when they picked them up. It, yeah, well, yeah, but the, he was picking up earthworms. That was it's just funny. They were like, "We don't need rain in this scene." They needed to establish that he electrocutes earthworms, <laughs> right. and he got reassigned randomly by Men in Black. <laughs> that was it. And they listened to him for some reason, like on everything. And the paleontologist they brought along had nothing to say. The important thing is that Dr. Worm was kidnapped by the government yeah. and brought to, uh, was it Guatemala, not Guatemala, uh, Panama. Panama. Yeah, I believe so. And then the United States government and military was taking over the scene in a foreign country, presumably a sovereign country's soil. But I don't know how uh, Panama works with regard to the United States. Do they? Have, I'm sure there's some sort of treaty there. But so I think we talked about all the people we introduced, right? Um, met the project is Dr. Worm. Aubrey, his not an anchor, not an anchor girlfriend who wants to, to, she works for a television news station as an assistant to an anchor. Yeah. She wants to be an anchor, but based on what we saw in the movie, she had no news experience. And she got pissed. She got turned down for a, a job. That's a senior level position. No, 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 no. She didn't get turned down. He said, we can talk about it with dinner at your place. And she was hitting on him. Well, well, at that point, she was right to be upset. But leading up to that point, I don't understand how she thought that like she had made the steps in her career to even be considered for this I mean, position. she must have because they said they were considering her. Oh, really? And then, he said, that. Okay. and then he said, we'll talk about it tonight at your place over dinner. Yeah. And she was like, uh, no, you're married. Yeah. And it just kind of like blew past that yeah. know, in, the, in the script. There was there was some, some notable uh, sexism and then notable bosses hitting on their subordinates like directly and normalized in it too like that's just a normal asshole behavior even even dr worm's boss was hitting on him like straight out in the open which would be totally not okay in any sort of government position oh yeah like the paleontologist lady was like yeah you're cute right she like first thing she did was look him up and down like a piece of meat so they reversed kind of the did a little role reversal there which was appreciated but unnecessary so do you mean to tell me there's no one who holds a special place in your heart no not for a long time now well you may be the wrong man for the job but i think you're cute oh thank you so I have a Matthew Broderick story that's related. Okay. And I might have dreamed this. I don't know if this really happened, but small, maybe like seven years old. Uh huh. And I was flipping through the channels. And again, I might have dreamed this, but it was like a bunch of staticky channels. And then out of the static, there was a scene of Matthew Broderick completely naked. And I was horrified and I couldn't, like, I couldn't watch Ferris Bueller later in life. <laughs> and, like, it was really weird for a while. But 
I don't. I could have dreamed it. Also, I, it's like but he looked a really it up. weird thing. He looked it up and found there is a movie. There, well, he, he does, does appear nude really? in several movies. Yeah. So I probably like came across an HBO or something that was showing one of them, but I was very shocked. Uh, I'm going to men.aznude.com. And hurt. That's where I found. Yeah, that's what I was. <laughs> Dirty <laughs> weekend. But that well, you wouldn't have been seven. Oh, the road to Wellville probably. That was '94. Yeah. Or out on a limb. That was 92. World of Wildville makes a lot of sense. That's the Kellogg movie. Yeah. Yeah. That that one probably, because that would have been a creepy, that movie was kind of creepy too. So that yeah. would make sense. I was very, very creeped out by it. I have a very uncomfortable relationship with Matthew Broderick already. Not as uncomfortable as it is for him, because he doesn't even know you. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> all, so, right. Greg, all I have on here for plot points um, is Godzilla sings some boats and we meet people. Leon is French. Yeah. Leon is French. <laughs> The assassin, we'll call him the assassin, is French. He complains a lot about the food and coffee. They're in New York City and then New Jersey, two of the probably best places you could go find a decent cup of coffee and some good food, regional food or culture, different cultures' foods, without too, too much struggle. You can get a croissant from Dunkin' Donuts, man. Like, like well, it's not- yeah. <laughs> no croissant? No Come croissant. on, man. This is New York City or New Jersey. Either one of those places, you'll find a croissant. Uh, we're going to go to Rick's Fact Corner, right? Which means I got to play you in with Middle C. All right. So this is, this is some good. I got some good facts for you here, Greg. Um, some good stuff. So this this film still made what? more money. World, like, I, 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 I'm trying to talk out. over this. You're cutting out. I can't hear. I, I'm going through a tunnel. Are you going through a tunnel? I'm yeah. going through a tunnel. It's weird. You're right in front of me. Where'd you <laughs> find a tunnel? <laughs> uh, all right, Rick's Fat Corner. So this film was considered a failure. Yeah. Uh, commercially. But it actually still made more money worldwide than any other American movie based on a foreign film. Uh-huh. It held the record until Godzilla 2014 showed up 16 wow, years that later. that long? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of impressed and disgusted all at the same time. Yeah, but it was basically, it was a movie based on a foreign foreign uh, intellectual property, whatever. Right, so. right. It's very, very narrow set of... Yeah, set of requirements. I have that. the numbers in here. We'll talk about them, but it's like only like three hundred sixteen million or something. Oh, like that. okay. So it wasn't a ton of money, but it did. Did it make its budget back at least? Yeah, it was okay. one hundred and thirty million budget. So all yeah. Right. All right. Uh, you got more facts. Yeah. So this movie's two hours and nineteen minutes long, right? Uh huh. Only eleven of those minutes have actual Godzilla in it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm okay with that though. It's ugly. It took like twenty five minutes runtime for Godzilla to show up. Really. For the first time, like where you actually see Godzilla's face, you see tail, yeah. and then you see like spines, and then finally you see Godzilla in all its quote unquote glory. It was giant CG. Yeah. It was it's a monstrosity. Not pretty. In a bad way. Yeah. Very, uh, very doofy looking. Yeah. So uh, Matthew Broderick was actually attached to this movie before the script was even written. So he was on it like, he was ride or die. It was actually going to be two other movies planned, two more sequels, but they got yeah, canceled. Yeah, they, it was they, a cartoon. Yeah, they turned it into that animated series, which I guess was not bad. No, when I was a kid, I kind of liked it. Matthew Broderick is Godzilla's ride or die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got one more fact. I mean, there was tons of good facts about this movie, but I, I, I held myself back. I put one more in here. The rain bothered me so bad in this uh, yeah, movie. Yeah, I was curious how much water got used, and now I know. Uh, 2.4 million gallons. That's a lot of water. It was like, if you watch the rain, you can watch it like start to slow down and speed up. While Matthew Broderick is like talking to somebody in it, and it's just, it's so distracting. I don't know what they're using to make the rain, but it like fluctuates. Yeah. It's like, are you running out of water? Whoosh, yeah. Nope. Torrential <laughs> nope. downpour immediately after. They got plenty still. Yep. Uh, so I mean, that was for the CG, right? It was it was to make the CG more believable because they did yeah, the same thing with the T Rex. Exactly. Yeah. But they took it way above 
and beyond the, what the British should I mean, have done. The, the whole movie was friggin' like that. Um, the 2.4 million gallons of water, right? Mm-hmm. Times what? Seven pounds for a gallon of water. That's 14, and seven times four is 28. 28. So 28. So that's another two point. So that's 16 million pounds. I don't know, but I know it's water. I know it's I just roughly, wanted to I just wanted to do quick math in I know it's three hundred and twenty one thousand cubic feet. That's a lot of cubic feet. Yeah. I only have regular shaped feet. That's all I have for Rick's Fat Corner. Thanks for joining us in Rick's Fat Corner. Middle C. Middle C. <laughs> okay, well, hopefully you can resist the urge to rampage through a dense city in a blind rage for snacks while we are gone. But we are real willing to risk it and take a quick break. But when we get back, we will smash our way through the real gooey insides of all 139 minutes of Godzilla. I'm just going to put this out there. I'm not going to talk about the end credits. We know where he came from. We know how big he is. The situation has become more complicated. But our problems just multiply. He's pregnant. What is this, virgin lizard? We've got to find that net before it's too late. Otherwise, up to a dozen are going to be born. Think of it. Godzilla. Doesn't he need a mate? Not if he reproduces asexually. Where's the fun in that? All right. And we are back. And Liz is full of villagers and the home that, homes they once lived in. I sure am. How how does the, the thatched roofs, how do those taste? Well, they stick in your teeth too much. Now, is it roofs or roofs? I think it's roofs. I think it's roofs. I think it's roofs. roofs. Let's go roofs. That's official stance of the What Is Aster podcast. The plural <laughs> of roof is roofs. Once again, the opinions of Richard Roberts Howesinski are not those of... <laughs> The Water Disaster Podcast. Yeah, I, I have a challenge question for you and Liz. For me and Liz. All right. So, Toll Studios gave the American creators a 75-page instruction manual of what they can and cannot do with the Godzilla character. All of which were immediately and unceremoniously disregarded. They just were like, here are five rules. You have to tell me which one I made up. All right. Godzilla cannot eat people, only fish. He has to have three rows of dorsal plates. He can't bleed. He cannot be made to look silly. He cannot die in the movie. Which one did I make up? Godzilla cannot eat people, only fish. What about you, Liz? Which one did I make up? Uh, I'm thinking yes. he can't bleed. Liz is right. I got to get my hands yeah. in a whole manifesto. I mean, all of them were fake, so what difference does it make? Yeah. <laughs> I got it right or wrong. Thanks for the question, Richard. You're welcome. We're going to talk about Godzilla showing up and smashing uh, some stuff. Uh, you caught some of that, right, Harvey? Some of Godzilla smashing up some buildings. What do you think about Godzilla smashing buildings, buddy? It was cool that um they made the bricks and fire look so real. Yeah, it, the bricks and fire did look pretty real. What did you think about Godzilla himself? Did he look real? I forgot what he looked like. He looked like a giant dinosaur. Remember? Do you think he looked realistic or did he look fake? I think he looked real. Good. I hit myself into the microphone. I hit myself into the microphone. Are you okay? You going to make it? Yes. All right. The microphone looks fine. That's all I care about. Microphone looks fine. We don't have to replace it. Uh, Yeah. So Godzilla shows up and smashes some buildings in New York and they're trying to hunt down how to get him somewhere. Yeah. And so the... They feed him. Yeah. Their plan is let's dump a bunch of fish into the middle of the city. And I'm curious how they coordinated to get those dump trucks full of fish and how it happened within minutes 
like, this plan. They, they were they, very organized with the those most dump trucks coordinated of, yeah. I've ever seen any government facility ever. Hello, this is Charlie Fishmonger of Charlie's Fishmongers and Dump Truckeries. <laughs> How can I be of service? Man, I guess it's a good thing Charlie started that business. This was his win. This was Seems his like opportunity. Niche, but yeah. Charlie showed up that night. Yeah. Charlie Fishmongers. Charlie got a call Charlie. waking up two in the morning. Man, we got this giant thing. That's Yo, just Charlie. Tearing up New York City, all right? We need somebody with dump trucks and we need somebody with fish. Yo, I got this cousin, Chuck. I hear the other guy for both. What do you think we could do? And boom, boom. There was Charlie. Seven dump trucks dumping these fish right by the flat iron building. It was amazing. Oh. So another an interesting thing about this movie, I don't know if you guys saw this when you were doing like the uh, cursory glance at some of the research, but uh the mayor is totally um um Robert Ebert and his his uh assistant is Gene Siskel. Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert, and his and his assistant is uh, Gene Siskel. Are those he, their names in the movie? Or almost. Oh, oh. They did very little to hide the fact that it was supposed to be Siskel and Ebert because okay. uh, um, Roland Emmerich was so upset about how bad they reviewed Independence Day, so he came in he came in hard on this. And at the end, if you notice at the end of the movie, uh, the Robert Ebert character, the assistant, gives a thumbs down to the mayor. He goes, "I give your administration one thumbs down." <laughs> it was so heavy handed. Wait, wait. We can use this. The mayor who destroyed Godzilla. I don't think we should exploit this. It could backfire. Listen to me, idiot. I idiot. do the thinking around here. It, it's a magnificent idea. You know what I think about you and your campaign? Gene, wait a minute. Where are you going? I need you. I mean, really what happens is they try to feed Godzilla so they can catch it and kill him, right? And then they do a really bad job at killing him. Like they just miss all these missiles. Every missile they shoot at Godzilla misses. Uh, he dodged every missile, whether it was coming from the front side or back. He had spider sense. It was amazing. Yeah. He was so fast. I mean, I guess that would be tough. I don't know how fast missiles go. Do you remember when they shot missiles and they kept missing him? Like they kept shooting at Godzilla? Yeah, they kept missing, but the... Oh, they kept missing, but the missiles followed him. Yeah, and they tried to shoot him when he was underwater. Do you remember that? Yes. And did that work? No. It didn't work. It's insane. They wasted so much military funding trying to take out Godzilla in the middle of New York City that they destroyed more of New York City than Godzilla ever would have. They blew up like the Chrysler building themselves. Yeah, they blew up the Flatiron building. They flew up the Chrysler, blew up the Chrysler building. I thought he walked through the Chrysler building. No, that was a different building that okay. he walked through. I don't know what building. I'm sure it has a name, but it was not the Chrysler building. The Chrysler building got blown up. The look in the army guys' faces when they kept missing. It was just like the look you have on your face when you you're playing hockey in the uh, driveway but, and the ball hits the hits the garage door too hard. One, right. But one dart hit him. One dart at the end? One or when two. When he was on the bridge. Yeah, you had to tie him up. I think when it was in water. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. They got him they got him and he fell into the river. Harvey reminds us, yeah. Yeah. That's one of the plot points I have in here, Harvey. That's a good good that's very timely. So they did chase him down for a long time. It was a really boring like cat and mouse. Like scenes with the army and um, and Godzilla. how many helicopters did they have flying between buildings in New York City? There's was no way <laughs> that those things would ever fly that close to each other in such tight quarters, ever. It was unnecessary. And they would have. I don't think that helicopters could function 
in there because they of how they work. The, the downward thrust required oh. would have been throwing all of them off. I don't know. I'm not a helicopter scientist. I can't but imagine I say, that that would have been safe yeah. for anybody involved. Well, it's just... like a rat king. They get tangled into a helicopter king. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Zilla, Zilly, Zilla, whatever you want to call him, gets uh, blasted by a submarine. And you see his dead body just You floating. see him float down, sinking into the river. Terribly. Because dead bodies sink, traditionally. They just, like, took a model of the uh, Godzilla character and just spun it. They didn't even, like, animate any of its joints or <laughs> no. its body It was parts. really it was Rigor really mortis set in real fast. It was so bad. It was like spinning an ice cube through the bathtub. Uh, oh, uh, we forgot to mention that um, Dr. Worm got fired by the very, very high-quality, thoughtful United States military. Yeah. Because there's no way that there could possibly be a nest of eggs, even though there was evidence, well, tenuous evidence, to support it. Well, he also got fired for um, uh, losing a tape to a reporter. Yeah. The top secret yeah, yeah. tape to his That's reporter right. girlfriend he ran into at a coffee shop. She stole it from him. Yeah. I thought- And we... it ended up on the TV. Oh, yeah. That was before. And the- Leon stole it Dude, can we, can we talk for five seconds about how terrible her acting is in this in this movie? Like- the roles, the pe- all the actors in the movie did a pretty co- commendable job considering how bad the script was, but I can't even say her name, but the actress who played Audrey was atrocious. There's she a reason that bad. we never see her after this movie. She was so it bad. Was, she was not very good in this she movie. She would scream and it would just be like, okay, well, you're pretending. She, she <laughs> acts like Winona Ryder. Said he'd consider it. It's between you and Rodriguez. Are you serious? He's going to consider me for the job? What else did he say? Well, um... Why don't we talk about it over dinner tonight? Your place. Mr. Kamen, you're married. Yes, and you're very beautiful. Have I ever told you that before? Mr. Kamen? I've been doing research for you after hours and weekends for over three years. This is a very important job to me. I'm too old to be your assistant anymore. I need to know this job is going someplace. Have dinner with me tonight. I can't. Your choice. Harvey, who was your favorite character in this movie? The person. Who was your favorite person? Do you remember any of the people? The ones that were fighting the Godzilla. You liked the 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 military guys when they when they were escaping or when they were flying helicopters and stuff. Every bit that they were fighting. Every bit that they were fighting the Godzilla. Okay, so your favorite character was the the United States military, and the all the the mits, blah, 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 all of the men and women in, in the armed forces. Yes, there it is again. The loud yes. Yeah, you know already a better performance. Middle than C. Audrey. Middle C. <laughs> <laughs> more emotion and more conviction, and Audrey gave us this Child, whole. You are rewarded. This whole movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Good, she was she was not good. Um, so let's just sit. So the plot does nothing that you don't expect out of a uh, monster movie. And the right? subplots were all stupid. Like yeah. Audrey wants to be an anchor, a girl, she, a big girl. She freaking makes this news tape and submits it, and the news station is like, "No, we're gonna overwrite it with your boss's." Our actual anchor that we pay. Yeah, our for. actual anchor who does this job. So your amateur footage wasn't good enough. Uh, it know. wouldn't have been amateur footage. It would have been amateur anchoring. Anchor, amateur anchoring, I'm sorry. But regardless. Yeah. Um, but she did a good reporting. You still get credit for the story. That's what she, happens. Right. She gets credit for the. She should get credit for the story. But realistically, they would not have reshot that if it was Probably anywhere not. near acceptable. They would have shoved it out. So she was either super terrible or uh, they're, they're, for some reason, just awful to her. Well, she didn't pull her hair back. We find out later that was a secret. 
but but like um but i will say for sure that that what they did was probably standard if they had time to do it splicing in like the professional anchor oh yeah that's probably yeah. standard she still did the reporting what she did was unsolicited work and and she flew off the handle about it like totally freaked out it's like you're an assistant you're not even like a field reporter it's baby steps man so real quick um, where's my coffee you guys remember when they discovered in the subway tunnels godzilla was like digging through these tunnels yeah and he's like seal up those tunnels to keep them in the city explode like, them up what were they gonna seal him up with he literally jumped through a building they're, they're, they're bricks, bricks and cement, guys. He That'll said, do it. He said he gave really explicit orders, Greg. Don't you remember? He was like, I don't know. He's like, explosion bricks, or something. Cement, landmines. I don't care. I got a worm scientist and a paleontologist. I didn't get an architect, and we don't have time to find one in New <laughs> York City. Engineer. Yeah. There are not in New York City. We're screwed. And this movie was full of lightning on top of the rain. Oh, yeah. So basically, they're. So now Matthew Broderick, Doctor Worm, no longer works he for the army. He got fired for the tape theft, yeah. and then but he gets kidnapped by French people. The guy can't canceled. catch a break. He's been kidnapped twice in the over the course of what, uh, like a week? Yeah. Okay, I need to oh, interject on. with um, Richard's best quote about Matthew Broderick. Oh, good. Everybody calls Matthew Broderick handsome in this movie. Like they really want it to be true. <laughs> <laughs> they they had to definitely tell us that he's handsome a because bunch. Matthew Broderick is over. not a handsome man in my opinion. He's not ugly, but yeah, he's not. No, he's not he's leading not man like, handsome. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. He's boyish he was, looking. He, exactly. He's great for boyish good look needs, but as far as main character, heroic, yeah. handsome, rugged guy, that ain't him. Especially with those dweeby glasses. What a dweeb. Yeah. In a hat, in the 90s hats. I mean, yeah. he's, he's he's perfectly fine as like- A dweeb. A, now he plays like teachers and stuff. He works. Because he's a dweeb. He's a dweeb. But, Harvey, what are you doing? <laughs> Quit being a dweeb. But So like Matthew Broderick and the French are now in the French army, like the three of them that yeah. came- are, are going to well, go Well, there were like the six and a bunch die here. Yeah, you're right. They're about six. They go they go look for the nest and um not and not a reporter also goes look looking for the nest. Right. With her um with cameraman, her cameraman animal. friend who is who actually is the His voice. His name is Animal. He's the voice of uh, um Mo from the Simpsons. Oh, that's Mo from the Simpsons. Yep. And then uh the anchor guy uh is the voice of people in the Simpsons too. Other Keep than going, the, other than the Simpsons like movie this this movie has the most um, Simpsons voice actors of any other film. Oh, really? Yeah, it's another funny. fun little piece of trivia. Um, so yeah, they're going to go look for uh, the nest, and not yeah, a reporters. Um, thankfully, for the, nest. the archaeologist woman who was the boss is like, we really should look for a nest, and they're like, you know what? Yeah, let's look for a nest. Somebody asked a paleontologist. Imagine that. Yeah, he's a worm doctor a for the first time yeah. in this whole movie. She's yeah. the boss. And they're asking for her opinion. Yeah, no, because uh, Matthew Broderick spent the whole movie mansplaining to her how worms do stuff. Yeah, there like, was a lot of um, there was a lot of him being right just so he could. Well, actually, over people in this, it was <laughs> a little ridiculous. In hiding research, he didn't even give her like the blood that he found. Of the gods. Like yeah. Matthew Broderick's character, Doctor Worm, does find some blood. Not that important, really. He finds out that the, it's pregnant and that that's why there's a nest. But and it's asexual. He figured all that out from like a drop of blood in a home pregnancy test. Doesn't even give it to the paleontologist during that the speech where he's talking about it. She looks like she's heard it for the first time. Yeah, and she's like staring daggers into him. Uh, excuse me, sir. I, I, I think this situation has become more complicated than that. The blood that I collected revealed that the creature is either about to lay eggs or already has. Are you trying to tell us that there's another one of those things out there? No, no, Governor. I, I don't believe so. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. That, then how can it be pregnant? What is this, the virgin lizard? <laughs> no, no. It, it reproduces asexually. 
That's why we have to find the nest as soon as possible. Otherwise, up to a dozen are going to be born, each one capable of laying eggs. All right, we're on the search for a nest. Dr. Worm and Leon are humanity's last hope. Seems like a good time to take a break, but when we get back, we will talk about the ending and give our score for Godzilla. How was it sharing the, the screen with that big, green, blobby monster? Well, I actually had it all to myself because he wasn't there. And then they just put him in later. But it's because you're so pretty. You know, you, you sort of beat him off, right? He was too much of a star to ever come to the set. So. And how was, how was Matthew as an on-screen love interest? He was great. He's like the perfect gentleman, dry humor, great kisser. He's so sweet and cuddly. I love Matthew. I want to do another movie with him. How does he kiss? You'll have to watch the movie to find out. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're back with the ending of our movie. Now we're going to go to uh, Richard. Richard and go. <laughs> Your Doc- time's running. Dr. Worm, Audrey, Leon, and Animal, who I will call Team Worm, stumble across a nest of 200 eggs in a stadium. The eggs start to hatch before Team Worm could place a bunch of explosives, apparently. And the baby zillies start to attack and eat them because they smell like fish. The resulting action is a bunch of silly-looking raptors who eventually get blown up by the U.S. military. Zilly comes back and chases Team Worm for a bit. Because, surprise, Zilly's not dead, and it's upset about its babies. You Three, two, one, Liz. tired and exhausted at all. What? Okay, Um. so <laughs> Matthew Broderick ends up hooking up with the blonde girl that betrayed him more than once and within 10 minutes of reuniting, Um. despite all the red flags. She was an ex-girlfriend. She was. Ex-sweetie. Stop interrupting her. She's only got 30 seconds. No, sweetie. That was the word, and it was disgusting, and I hated it. Anyway, (laughs) um, an egg hatches at the end of the movie, promising another installment of this excruciating series. Oh, your time's up. (laughs) And that's about it. That's all I had to say. I interrupted you twice. Richard interrupted you. So rude. 30 seconds on the clock, dude. And so, the end of the movie, they're all trapped in Madison Square Garden. And end up like setting it up to blow up, and of course they can't. So they got to escape. Everything's hatched. They've got to like shoot their way out. They manage to get past all these Godzillas. They blow the building up. Big Zilly shows up, starts trying to murder them. They chase to the Brooklyn Bridge, gets tied up and blown up by the military. And uh, that, that's pretty much the end of it. Everything dies. We're we're good to go except for that one post credits or what would be a post credits egg hatching. It's Wait, was that after the credits? No, it was not. It would have been in modern cinema. Yeah, but it's a, it was a death egg. Yeah. I mean, these monsters, they, they reproduce asexually, and they have up to twenty off, uh, 200 offsprings apiece. Yeah. I mean- They're, that, they're born pregnant. Oh, they have up to 200 eggs just pre-existing within them. Uh, yeah, that's wild. That's a problem. And how much fish one of them ate? Like, yeah. yeah. That's going to be a problem. All right. she wanted was fish. I, like, honestly, that so was the tragedy fish, of all of this. She just wanted fishes. She just She's so just hungry. So, uh, so I asked when, when they were- Show, they they shot they went back to the Madison Square Gardens right uh, and showed it was on fire and I was like uh oh what does that look like and Harvey was like that's the place where they were just fighting and I was like why do you think they're showing it um because they're gonna show all the eggs and I was like do you think the eggs will be empty or do you think that everything will be dead he said I think everything will be dead and then when the egg hatched he lost his mind it was hilarious. <laughs> 
I'm glad you got some joy out of this movie. Yeah, because... I paused it and made, like, we had a conversation about what he expected to happen based on what we had already seen. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you had some joy because this movie was joyless for me. But I guess <laughs> really we don't have, if you've only, if you've only been alive for six years and you'll have six years worth of movies that you've seen in your head, if even, this movie could maybe... How can you criticize anything? <laughs> yeah, right. And even he didn't seem to like it that much. So. No, he did not. <laughs> he, did, I mean, he, he gave it, what, 5.9? Yeah. He barely remembered any of it. 59 out of 100. <laughs> Which is 5.9 out of 10, yeah. yeah. How about those footprints that were totally inconsistent at the beginning of the movie? Oh, they looked so bad. In the <laughs> yeah. They looked awful. The and they were all like different sizes. They were all just holes that they dug into the vague foot shape. The gate of the monster, the gate the monster would have to have was just, I mean, yeah. I'm not, I'm not expert on gates, but this Hello, I'm silly. a monster. I'm drunk. I'm trying to get home. <laughs> I lost my keys. I don't know where I am. Yeah, I'm it was, utterly frazzled. I'm 180 feet. I did want to mention the tagline for this movie. It actually... Grew a lot of criticism. <laughs> grew a lot of criticism. Drew a lot of, but grew a lot of criticism is funnier because tagline was size does matter. Oh yeah. Ooh. I forgot all about that. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> also, he's like the tiniest version of Godzilla that has ever been made. But this movie was all marketing hype. It was it was Do all they, sizzle, no steak. They ran this they ran the um prequel. Um the teaser trailer was running for a year in theaters before the movie even like came out. Yeah. That's how yeah. long they were running that. And, it, and um, Fruit of the Looms lost their licensing deal. So TriStar released a different um, version of Godzilla to all their marketing people and to see who was leaking what. And when a version of Godzilla for, leaked to the press, they knew who did it. Oh. It was like watermarked, right? I love it. it. So they knew it was Fruit of the Looms. They took away all their licensing. So they weren't allowed to make like Godzilla under No pants. Godzilla underoos. Nothing that said size does matter. Like right. Like the pants, yeah. I would have been there. So the public pays for a company's mistake? <laughs> yeah, now I, I can't have size does matter on my underpants. Thanks to Fruit of the Looms. Friggin' Loomers. Whose looms were fruitless so that day. We haven't done our, we haven't done our reviews. Uh, we did the reviews. Let's do our reviews again. Let's re-review Godzilla. Sorry, if you're listening to this, and I'll keep this part in, we lost about 20 minutes of this. So we're re-recording it. Yeah, so we already did our reviews. So we sound a little tired of reviews. We're, we, we're reviewed out. One beer deeper. All right, also. Why don't you start this time, Liz? Yeah, Liz. Oh no! Let's get your list or scale. What'd you like? You. What didn't you like? What was your scale? Okay, so I gave it a two out of ten, but I would like to change that to a one point nine out of ten. Wow. I really, truly hated this movie. I slept through a fraction of it. I'm not sure what exactly that fraction was. Point one. Mm. <laughs> That's why you gave it point one less, right? No, it was probably more like point two. <laughs> So it's anyway. a 1.8. That should erase the score. <laughs> no. That's true. It should go up if you slept through it. <laughs> anyway. You can just sorry. feel that it was bad. Yeah. Like I said before, I usually like miniatures and physical sets, but this was a bunch of crap. It was a whole bunch of boring crap. All right. Yep. So 1.9 out of, I'm assuming out of 2. 10. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, out of 30 <laughs> all right and uh richard what did you like not like and what do you give it on the uh, the old richter scale there i don't remember what i said earlier but i will <laughs> we say can't even go back to check the tape so yeah we, 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 it's, it's lost to it's lost to history but uh i didn't like really anything in this movie there was nothing redeemable to me it was no moment where i was like this is enjoyable i didn't like the whole thing <laughs> how to even all like right. pull it apart it, it it was sloppy. It was just there was no heart in this film. Sloppy is a good word. Yep. It, it, Matthew uh, Broderick signed on before he even read a script. It was just a money grab from everybody involved. The acting was terrible. I've seen 
better, much smaller budgeted films. So I'll give this thing a 2.34 on a Richter scale. And I'm going to say um, I hated it. Yeah, uh, I, I totally get that. And I, I, in my notes while I was watching it, I wrote very inefficient storytelling. This movie's <laughs> over two hours. So, yeah, it, it, I mean, it was. It's just, like, just too much. 30 minutes in, you're, like, very inefficient storytelling. An hour and 30 minutes in, you're, like, increasingly very poor storytelling. Less I mean. Is this torture? The subplots were bad. Uh, they weren't fun. The, the Godzilla stuff, the action sequences are the only redeemable quality for this. And even that was tenuous because the quality of the visual effects was not good. Uh, but I still, I can turn my brain off for action sequences from time to time. These were not altogether terrible at, at moments. Uh, I did like some of the, the quippiness where he's like, we didn't catch him. Well, we did one thing. We fed him. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was, that was funny. a funny moment. That you was can't funny. Take yeah. that away. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, th there was a lot to not like, including the visual effects, how bad some of the action sequences were. Um, the once again the subplots were not fun the characters were not people i cared to be involved with in any capacity um overall i i mean I, i've given this like a five out of ten harvey and i are similar it's generous uh you know what it is generous but you know again i can i can shut my brain off and just enjoy the ride sometimes and when this one got the ball rolling it was fine enough for me to keep doing plus i watched it with harvey and it's one of the first like not kid movies that he's watched with me. And so that kind of added That's to kinda cool. added to the yeah. fun too. You know, the miniatures were cool and some of the models were cool. But like they were they put a lot of them up against CG, which made them look Oh yeah. Cheap the, there was stark they combined contrast. It. Yeah. yeah. The, some of that stuff there there were there were huge contrasts between... You know that scene where that guy was running down the dock? That was all done in miniatures, not CG. But they CG'd the actor on the miniatures. Yeah. So he might as well have just been CG. Right. It looked that bad. It was just like yeah. ah if you had just had the miniatures of the dock exploding of nobody running, it would have looked really cool. Because I actually saw a, a little bit behind the scenes and some footage of them blowing up those docks with like a, uh, you know, with the fin of the um, yeah, um, when Godzilla was swimming towards shore. And, that, and it was really cool how they did it. That and water would have been so shallow. Yeah, it was how super did shallow Godzilla too. Swim there. Well, it was like a little a little pond. I know. I know. <laughs> and, well, I'm saying like. The water at that point, on the, with it being yeah. a dock like that, would have been super shallow. He would have been like crawling on the ground. She carves her own path, Richard. His elbows would have been in the sand. Yeah, <laughs> he was army crawling his way uh, to shore. But it was cool. Point. They put a bunch of like little little explosives on this miniature dock and blew it up in sequence. It had like a and actually had like a little robot um, Godzilla float through the water. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, did all that really cool. Then they CG the crappy guy running out. I yeah. love Dark. miniatures so much. You want to roll us out of this thing then? Yeah, let's get out of here. Uh, you, can, you can check us out on uh, Twitter. We're Wadpod. Uh, Everything yeah, else Wad is Wadpod. Podcast. Wad Wad podcast on Instagram. Obviously, we're on Facebook, Same iTunes, thing, Spotify, all that good stuff. Uh, our website is Wadpodcast.com. Go ahead, go do it. Give me a call. Talk. Tell me to my face why you don't think we deserve those five star reviews. And tell me right to his face why you like he's why I think he's so handsome. I'll give you my address. You can come straight to my house and you can tell me straight to my face. Maybe why we can record an so episode handsome. about it. Yeah, come straight to my house. Come tell me right to my face how great I am. Come to Greg's yeah. Podcastle Studios. Buy we'll, the podcast. We'll do an episode together. Uh, yeah, as uh, you can give us a call. You could if I knew what the phone number was. Two zero nine seven eight one nine one one three. There we go. Yeah, Richard knew it. Three. I had to sing it. Yay.
Uh, let's go. I kind of want to go. I okay, bye. Go. Bye. Go. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> As usual, I have a piano. He does have a piano. <laughs> all right, go for it, Ricky. I like all like um. This is gonna be a great recording because we're gonna have like all fun sorts of rustling in the background. We're gonna, we sound like we're in a really exciting room. <laughs> it is a really exciting. Room. It's just Harvey really exploring the space instead of being quiet like we asked him to. <laughs> in some ways, I don't mind though. <laughs> yeah, no, this, this is a good one. <laughs> we'll get some more under desks. He's... We'll get some more from him in a second here today. Yeah, he, but, he, um... he's just keeping himself occupied until we get to the yeah. part of the movie that. If you hear balloons and doing seen. weird stuff, we're just letting it happen. Anyway, it's we're, we're back in Rick's fact corner. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey's doing some jump rope. We're not going to be able to record over jump rope. <laughs> yeah, we can't record over that, Harv. That's too much noise. It's like you're, you're going out of your way to make as much noise as possible. Yeah. Love it. Love the, the Love enthusiasm. <laughs> but let's keep it on the show. <laughs> now that you're done talking, it's the men's turn. Yeah, not done talking. Uh, so, okay, bye. I'm sorry? You, you, Did you talk? Your turn was you over? Should stop. You should stop talking with the lady voice. Um, it's bothering me. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that, if you talk like that, can we redo this yeah, episode? Start over. Yeah. Jesus, you could have done that all along. We have forty episodes going to redo. I do not remember. Madison Square Garden. Do you remember I told you that? No, you don't even remember. It's cool. Say Madison Square Garden into the microphone. Say it so that we can make it sound like you knew the answer. It'll be awesome. <laughs> You know I'm good at forgetting and I just forgot. No, just say Madison Square Garden into the mic. That's all you got to do. Madison Square Garden. Boom. Boom. Got Told right. you, kid knows everything. No. <laughs> Incredible. Dad keeps saying it. Trust me. <laughs> Harvey, you're going to love this episode tomorrow. You're going you're gonna to listen to this and you're going to say, Dad's right. I'm the best. Smartest kid. Smartest kid. Way smarter than that Liz and that Richard. Okay. <laughs> Almost as smart as my dad, you can say. Our score for Godzilla. Thank you. That's really good. You did a great job again. You say Godzilla is so good. It's yeah. like uh, it's a uh, it's a Japanese word.